Today, I am so excited because I actually have one of my very first bosses on the pod, turned friend, turned family, turned into literal neighbors, Elle Shane. This woman has been an inspiration to me for years. When she hired me, I felt like I won the lotto. Little did I know that years later, I would leave LA, move to NYC, and Elle Shane ended up literally living on my street, giving me the opportunity to not only become closer with her, but become close with her family especially her daughters. Elshane, I am so excited to share the light, infectious energy, and the most apologetically person that I personally know out there. And I can't wait to share your style because that's obviously what brought us together. So with that, I would love for you to introduce yourself, my love. Oh, thank you. I mean, I feel so lucky to have you in my life. (laughs) This is an amazing full circle moment. So... Um, I guess to introduce myself, I am Elle Shane, and I'm based between New York and LA. I am a fashion stylist, I'm a mommy blogger, I'm a style expert, uh, influencer, I mean, I kind of have like that classic LA uh, slasher role, (laughs) you are uh, just, you are what you are depending on the day and the job that you book, so um but primarily, I'm a fashion stylist, and I have been for 15 years now. Um, Alexa, I I remember interviewing you. We were in Starbucks. I don't know if you remember this. We were outside of Starbucks in West Hollywood, and... Um, I do. Was, Homer was there. <laughs> I definitely. I mean, Homer was my baby at the time. I didn't have kids yet, and I would bring him everywhere as he deserved to be. And that was the first day of our of our little love story. And I was like a, I think I was like 24. And it's funny because I'm 29 now. And like, like uh, one, I'll never forget telling you that I didn't think that LA was for me anymore. And you were like, you got to leave. And I, and I remember being like, oh my God, like she is so right. She's the, the first person to say you should go instead of being like, give it another year, give it another year. You were like so real with me that it... There are many people that I've crossed paths with that I don't keep in touch with. And there's like a reason for that. And it's because you obviously have guided me in some way that even six years later, here we are like reverse roles entirely. (laughs) And like, I never would have thought that in my life. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like, I mean, we'll get into it a little later, I'm sure. But there's just so much life experience out there that there's really no time to to delay. Absolutely. And we'll get into all of that like type of vibes, feelings, because obviously that's a major part of the world that we're in now. But I do want to, I am so obviously invested in your life as a wife and a mom. Obviously, you know that. But because I do want to talk about fashion and whatnot, I need to know one, and I didn't put this in our queue of questions, but what is fashion to you? It's definitely that, it's like that sixth sense of spark of what brings me joy. I have always dressed for myself and only for myself, for nobody else. I remember when I was younger, when I was, I'd say it all sort of started maybe sixth, seventh grade, and I would get bullied a lot in school. And like the only thing that would sort of make me happy and make me feel like me was when I would sort of dress crazy, which I'm sure would lead to even more bullying at the time, but, um, it was always just sort of my way to, 
say this is me and like I'm happiest when I am expressing myself through my clothes and that's never changed like I've always I've always stood behind that like depending on the day and depending on my mood my clothing really helps push my mood through the day absolutely and what do you think it means to meet someone fashionable it's to meet someone that's confident I think they're synonymous and I respect people's fashion like Mm -hmm. I respect your fashion and we probably don't share one item of clothes in our wardrobe that's the same yet not one you are unapologetically you 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 are always showing off your cute little belly and your sweatpants and your neutral colors and it's your vibe and like you are confident with what makes you feel good and I know that if I'm gonna meet with you whether it's in the morning for a coffee or at night for a drink like I know the vibe that's gonna walk in and I love that. And I love so. that you know that, like, so well. And I'll never forget the first time that you actually – it was – we were pa- I was at your house packing up from a progressive commercial that we shot, like, the day before. And we were just, like, finishing, like, putting things together. And I came over, and you were finishing building your backyard at the time. We were just talking about your old house. And I came wearing, like, my own vibe of an outfit that, like, was just because I was going to be at your house all day. And I knew that mm-hmm. I could wear whatever, but obviously wasn't going to wear nothing. And I wore these, like, I remember these black and white checkered velvet pants and just, like, this band tee and this, like, big um, light pink um, jean jacket. And I remember you looking at me and being like, you look so cute. And, like, it was just in this way that wasn't, like, you look so cute. It was like, oh, my God, I see you. And it was like, and it was like this way of like looking at fashion that I'd never seen it before. And like, honestly, the way that you say now, like you wear your sweatpants and your whatever and your and you show your belly and you do do what you want. Like, I didn't always have that like confidence. Like I wasn't always like, oh, this is, this is totally like people like this. They think this is cool. I should just like what is good for me. But it was honestly like when I met you and I saw like, not how few fucks you gave, but how many fucks you gave in the least way possible. You're like, I'm going to wear this, 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 and this. It may not make sense to you, but I was like, that's what it really means. And that's why I'm, that's why I asked that question because I was thinking about that earlier. And I was like, and- you really emulate that so hard. And that taught me a lot about confidence in my own fashion, which isn't crazy fashion at all whatsoever, but it isn't necessarily ideal to be wearing you know sweatpants and a jacket and a sweatshirt and a bucket hat and call it a day but that's fashion to me I think that brings up a really good point because I a lot of my businesses I style commercials so Mm -hmm. when I'm styling a commercial I could be styling you know 50 or 60 people who are let's say bring it back to progressive you know it's it's everyone's in the street and it's a progressive commercial Mm -hmm. so we're talking 18 year olds walking to yoga class 65 year olds walking to grab a coffee I mean it's every unique walk of life and I think that's what the appreciation of style and fashion is is there aren't clones in this world. Like I would never dress the two 18 year olds walking into yoga class in the same yoga outfit because that's not real life. When you look around you in yoga, like I really appreciate how different people dress and have different style. And that's as a wardrobe stylist and a commercial stylist, you have to always take note of that. Absolutely. And I just felt that that was a really good way to open up that chapter of this because 
you know, we do work in a corp, we worked in a corporate world, but we also had moments of being free to ourselves. And in that moment, I really saw what it would be like, I guess, in a moment to be your client and to be really seen and like seen for like what I am and what I like. And that that is what works for me. And it's not going to be judged upon. It's only going to be excite you and it was exciting and it was just one of those moments that I I think brought my own fashion really not to full life but to bring it I mean now you know me I'm fully confident in who I am I'm like I'm gonna wear whatever literally I'm wearing this for dinner this is what's happening um but it's just important to I feel like start with that if that's okay with you Mm -hmm. so now back now back to the script that was just a tangent off of that that I had to So you are someone who obviously emulates doing it all. I don't know if anyone follows you, but they absolutely should. I will tag your handle and everything. And I just, you know, it's funny because when you, I I mentioned before that you moved to New York City and you thought it was going to be like a temporary move. We like unpacked you. It was literally like a, a very like, she literally packed like a duffel per family, like member, like it wasn't a big move and like. She ended up being here for two years and like with it was that same duffel. Literally, like, literally, like, literally with those exactly things. with those same exact things. And like, you know, you Sunday ended up Sunday, her daughter, her toddler went ended up going to school here. She ended up getting pregnant and having a baby here. And like it was just a lot of change all at once. And you it, it, it was something that I I feel I'm I feel so lucky that I was your neighbor for it, but I'm like how did she do it like how did she go through the move through that and this is all like pre-covid we'll talk about covid after but this mm-hmm. is two years ago and like it was just I feel like it's one of those things that for me when I when I become a mother one day I want to be able to do it all and you're somebody who does that and I like feel that everyone can do it all. So what is your secret sauce to kind of doing it all and like that situation and that transition? So, I mean, just to reiterate what you said, basically, you know, we were living in LA and um, we had our older daughter Sunday. She was two at the time. Uh, She, this was March of 2018. She was already enrolled in school the following year. We owned our home. We had, you know, our best friends. We had our amazing social life and, and, and work life and balance. And literally within two weeks, we were given a notice that we needed to move, uproot the whole family, move to New York for what could have been six months, but what could have possibly been longer. So um, that was hard to take in. But at the same time, I constantly think about, first of all, like, let's be real. I think about the worst situations that people could be in. We are, we are in this incredible family dynamic. We are given shelter. We have our health. We have our safety and we're being told that our world is going to be turned upside down because we get to move to New York city and experience a new life. I mean, that's not turned upside down. Like, no, <laughs> that is just writing a new chapter into your book of life. Right. So I, the only way to look at things like that is to look at it as an opportunity. We right. were given an opportunity and yeah, that was really stressful. In two weeks, we just had to sort of throw what we could in a suitcase, figure out what to do with our home in LA because that home was going to sort of sit vacant with all of our stuff in it for, you know, X, X knows how long. But I, I had to look at it as an exciting opportunity to uh, create new memories, new experiences, new friends, and just enrich our lives. And I really use that attitude with everything in life. Because you, really, I you really, really do. I really do. I mean, I just, I just don't see 
any other way. Like I feel so, so fortunate and excited to be able to, like I said, right, just add another chapter into our story. So if that chapter is that you have to move to a certain state for a one year, two year, 10 years, like this is your story and you have the choice to make it a great story or make it a terrible story. And that's, that starts with you and your attitude and your perspective. And if you can constantly keep your perspective in the positive, then you're only going to create incredible experiences. And that's why I fucking love you so much. Like again, people, she was the only person when I was like having a rough time in LA told me that I should move. And I think that that shows way more love than anything else because it's like I'm moving coast to coast and like I'm literally in tears right now because I'm like, it's so true. Like it's like that you just bring like your realness and your way to be like, it's just another chapter. It's not like an ending of life. You're, 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 you know, like so many people are like, you're going to need a new job. You're going to need a new roommate. You're going to do this. And you're like, it's going to be fine. Yeah. You're like, it's part of your dream. Exactly. It's part of your, but exactly. You're like, but it's very rare to find that. And that's why, again, you're on here and I want you on here because it's so rare for someone to look at that and say, this is a new chapter. When a lot of people would look at it and say, oh my goodness, like, here we go moving, uprooting and here we are. But that's why the story just gets better and better. So, I mean, I know what not a typical day because no day is the same for you but what is a typical day for you like like I would say like like one that's like like let's say like not corona days like you know pre-burning man days (laughs) (laughs) those days are equal like those come away just letting you know I mean are we talking about like a school day are we talking about a weekend well I guess I guess why don't you just tell why don't you I guess Let's scratch that one and just kind of tell the audience the different ranges of styling you Mm -hmm. do do in that case. Sure. I mean, so, and that's... Because I'll get back, I'll get, believe me, I'll get back to Sunday and I'll get back to like what your day is like. (laughs) So depending on my job, Mm -hmm. you know, when I say my job, what I mean as a stylist is that you can be booked for such a variety of jobs. I could be on a commercial, which is potentially a 16, 17 day job. The first six days are prepping, um, loaning clothes from PR firms, shopping for clothes from stores that would fit the needs of the commercial. Like I said, when we mentioned the progressive commercial, um, you have to go to a wide variety of stores, Targets, Walmarts, um, just anything that would fit the masses and, mm-hmm. and make it feel real. Like you want the clothes to be worn. You don't want these to look like they just came straight right. out of the store. Like these are real people. You have to launder the clothes. You have to go to thrift stores and you have to go to costume houses and find, you know, beat up old hats from the 70s that the 85-year-old that the, um, man is wearing. Yep, that the ice cream man was wearing. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I mean, yeah, like, I've done it all. But, yeah, um, the storylines that are in my head right now are just like. <laughs> I wish I rem- like I've done so many commercials. I wish I just remember the ones you did with me. But um, I do want you to mention Bieber and like your experience. I do want you to mention those little experiences because they are really fun ones. But like, I want yeah. you to expand. Like, I didn't remember when I didn't know about Burning Man, and I was like, no way, people get like a wardrobe stylist. You're like, you have no idea. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like that's why I was like, just talk about all the like ranges that it goes into because it does. Yeah. It isn't just like I thought. I thought it was just designer chic. 
week. And it's like not that at all. <laughs> it's not. I think what I learned early as a stylist in my in my early and mid twenties, I um I was the key wardrobe stylist at E Entertainment. So I was Juliana Rancic's stylist. We did everything from E News every morning with Ryan Seacrest to Fashion Police every Thursday with Joan Rivers to Juliana and Bill reality show. I then went on tour with um, with Carly Rae Jepsen, Justin Bieber. So that was an international tour. So that was just, I mean, right there, you're talking about E! News, which is like corporate America, right? And then you were talking about like going on a music tour, which is like anything but. Um, <laughs> and then um, between having celebrity clients for red carpets and having really, really buttoned up uh, corporate clients for ad campaigns and commercials, uh, you definitely can have a really widespread, interesting career as a stylist if you somehow can find your way and navigate through all of those sectors. Because it's often that you can find yourself in one bubble, like mm-hmm. you're, you're stuck in the music video world or right. you're stuck in the commercial world. So I think my um, the most exciting part of my career so far is that I have somehow been able uh, been given the opportunity to work in a wide variety of um, of styling. Jobs. Yeah, like I know, I know the two jobs we did together. One was like a rock star's daughter, and another one was like a progressive commercial. So no job is the same, but like you know, it uh, when again when you told me that you do things for Burning Man, I was like, that's such a different range. But it makes so much sense because it is an art, and it is that week of like it's like the Met Gala. Like, why would it not Absolutely. be? Why would it not be just as big of a deal? That's people they wait a whole year for that. I mean, Burning Man is literally my philosophy. Like when I when it comes to fashion and life, which is what what these people are wearing while they're in. Um, in the um desert yeah but it's called something playa playa yeah (laughs) that 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 immerses their body that is who they become for the weekend so it's really exciting if you can transform yourself into this insane like mad max version of yourself and not everyone can do that like not everyone just has that sort of creative chip in their minds so i actually have a pretty big burning man business which is amazing because that's probably no not probably definitely my favorite thing to do is dress people for burning man like one day i will go thought it was gonna be this year because we're not like when i didn't have a crawling baby but this year is uh canceled 2020 is canceled so 2021 um i'll see you at burning man literally so Mm -hmm. with that being said with like the idea of like costume and it's again, I'm going fully off of this because now we're just getting into ourselves, which is what I wanted anyway, but escapism, which is like a part of styling with COVID happening, which is a question I was going to get to, how has that affected it? Because obviously we are in a sense of full reality and I'm sure it's positively affected how things have, like I'm a big person of like, you know, there is a silver lining to every like bad situation I'm sure this has been hard in some ways but I'm sure this has also been creative in other ways so how has COVID affected your business and you know how people view fashion I I'm looking at it right now in the way that I look at my beauty regimen which is like I love hair extensions I love wearing (laughs) them all the time but there is always like inevitably a few months out of the year 
that I need to like give my hair a break and take my hair extensions out. And it's like, I'm a very balanced person. So I, I make sure I do that. Like I make Mm -hmm. sure gel on my nails that like, there are a few months a year that I don't have gel on my nails so that my nail beds can like, you know, flourish and and grasp some air. So when I'm sort of vibing with fashion right now is like, I, I, I don't know if this is what anyone wants to hear, but I just, I think this is where we're all, I don't care what anyone wants to hear. I want to hear what you want to hear from like high style right now and we're we're sort of giving our bodies a breath of like chill I love that I'm cool with it because this only excites people like when it's time for me to put my extensions back in after a four-month break it will excite people and revive people again once there is a reason to get dressed and right don't think that people are and this goes for my clients and goes for myself people are not abandoning fashion right but they're definitely making practical decisions with the now because I have always said to people like don't when you when you get this like gorgeous new dress don't save it in your closet until like that special yeah wear it this weekend do not save anything wear it wear it wear it so for people to buy excessive beautiful couture you know insane high heels like yep. where are you going in that you're really not going anywhere so we're gonna take a little fashion break cool we're gonna get cozy we're gonna feel sexy in our cozies we don't need to be wearing like old pajamas we can invest in really new beautiful pieces but um let's take a break from high fashion right now so you would say fashion is not dead though no. Okay, good. Is dead. That's like no, I just dead. no. I I I'm just dead. I'm just asking a question because the same way that people are saying New York is dead, they're mm-hmm. saying fast like that world is dead. And I'm with you. I agree. I think it's not dead at all. I think if anything, like we're on our phones looking at things, it's kind of hard to not at this point. I think now in this, and we'll get into COVID, but I'm I'm more inspired now that it's September and it's a new time, and I'm kind of taking it as you know the last three months were terrible, but let's look forward to the next kind of yeah. how you are very a new chapter of whatnot so i want to is just attracted to a new thing right now exactly it's, nothing is dead it's we're just excited by something slightly different so i want to talk about since you are back in la and you moved mid-covid can you just like briefly talk about your move to la and why you decided to go back because you were gun- you were set on this apartment in tribeca and then you were like I'm dipping to LA and tell us why that was. Well, um, we were expecting to have another year or two in New York. And I think like this is, this is my philosophy now in life is like, we're, we've learned to live life by, you know, the year or the two years or the five year plan. We just like what New York has done to us over the last two years when our whole world was sort of turned upside down and we had to move. We've learned how great it is to be, to take charge of um, opportunity. So right now we have moved back to LA, you know, who knows for how long, but right now it feels right. It's exciting. Um, New York in June we made the decision in like May June it was just it just made sense for us like having young kids in New York over the summer did not make any sense and this LA is just our happy place we love it here absolutely I mean I love LA and I miss it dearly and the second I can get on a plane I've already told you I'm going right over there but you know I have to ask something because I do you know I can't help it I'm in New York I see worried moms all the time I 
Sunday, I know she's fine. She's three and a half. She's fine. Um, but how was it like traveling and going around with Viga? Because Viga's how many months? Viga is 14 months. She, I mean, she's the easy one, right? She doesn't know. Yeah. All she knows is like what we take her to. And, and I'm so, I'm so thankful that I had one baby that was born in LA and one that was born in New York yeah. because <laughs> it already just gives them such this little, um, just this, this little thing to constantly be proud of for their life. Like that, you know, one is my LA baby and one is my New York baby. And that's so special. <laughs> and has Vega uh, so, like acclimating to New, like to LA? She like loving she, it? She is doing so well. She, we have a very small, intimate, like, uh, what do you call it? Like pod, a, uh, pod you know, yeah. circle that we spend our time with. And she's been very social. I will say right when we moved out here, we, went to my friend's house uh, who has a daughter just about two months older than Vega. At the time, Vega was 11 months old. She had been through COVID since she was five or six and six months old. And before five or six months, a baby's not very social at all, especially when you're talking about the dead of winter in New York. Right. So she basically had like never had interaction with another human because she was like a tadpole and then she (laughs) most of her life and then come out to LA we come to this play date and she cried the entire time it was so sad because it really was like a definition of how um lack of socialization for a young child is like makes is a really big deal Luckily, since then, she has acclimated beautifully, and now she's, you know, the thriving social girl that she deserves to be. I mean, I expect nothing less from one of your children, considering Sunday, who obviously I have a highlight for, is literally, I wish she was my kid. I, like, pretend that she is. Um, I could talk about her forever, but I'm not going to. Um, I will say since you moved back, the whole squad just seems so, so happy. And I know that we were talking the other day and I was saying, you know how so many families are like, I'm just so sick of this. Like I'm ready for everyone to leave. And I was saying to you, like you and your husband are always on up, like you're always traveling or somewhere. You guys are always somewhere. Like it's just always some, if you know them, then you know, anyone who listens, any friend will know what I mean. But like this time was actually like almost like a godsend because you got to spend time like they like the fact that everyone got to see Vega grow up or like take her first steps is really special and I kind of want to talk about that because I feel like when people talk about COVID and being stuck at home they're like I'm stuck I'm working from home when like the reality for especially you and and me too with Miles and whatnot, but that's not my kid, is that you got to spend all of this time with your husband and your kids, which would have never, it just wouldn't have happened. Like, like you know that just if Taylor would be in China right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's I like kind been, of do want to talk about that positive and kind of not end there, but almost end there. Yeah, I mean, it's been the biggest blessing. Like, I, I know how difficult COVID has been for everyone in so many respects. I mean, from the, the health and safety perspective of, of so many unfortunate situations and um, to, to, to job, loss of jobs and, and just everything in between uh, for our family, what we've taken, the positive we've taken out is, is that we have literally just formed, just, it's, our, it's just us against the world, you know? It's mm-hmm. the Shapiro's. 
we do it together. We do it our uh, way. We, you know, we wake up, we have breakfast together. We put on our music, we dance around. Like we, we just like, I'm so proud of the, this little world that we've created. And I feel really lucky that these last few months have been, um, certainly been stressful, but they've also been a positive in many ways. I'm like literally crying again. Like this was just not, I should have like talked to you before I did this. Um, no, it's just, it's so true. You guys really are just like your own like type of family. Like you just really, really are, which always you and I always talk about like my future and whatnot. And you're like, Alexa, you're going to do things your way. Like whenever I've like come to you with any issue and you're like, you're going to make your own like couple friends. You're going to do things like you're going to raise your kid how you want to do it. And like, like I said before with the whole move thing, like you're the only person who like really like straight up says to me, like, no, no, don't worry about like that whole pressuring over there. Like things are going to happen in your way, which like doesn't people just don't talk to you like that anymore. Like people just fucking don't. They think it's going to like hurt my feelings. And I'm like, no, can you please just give me the truth? (laughs) I need that. (laughs) And that's like always clearly like the definition of you. So you know that I could obviously like do a part two on this, but I want to talk about Sunday and Vigo really quickly because they are obviously Taylor you're if you're listening you're obviously amazing but Sunday and Vega <laughs> Sunday and Vega are your two daughters and Sunday I have got, obviously gone really close with I think that's the hardest part of you moving for me obviously I love you very much but Sunday is like my person um but can you just like I know this is gonna sound weird but like coming from a mom who had infertility issues can you just tell us what it's like to like have these two bundles of joy because if you see them you literally through a photo like you feel like sunday and vega's energy and like that's not something that like kids just do like i've met some like awful children like easily (laughs) and like i'm sorry to those humans i'm not saying who they are but i just love them so much and they really are just like the best and it, it does obviously come from like who you who you are is who you emulate also so like I don't know I just think it's like really special to give them kind of like a little bit of a moment because I think they are really the best and I think you've done an incredible job given every circumstance that you've been through thank you I just try I was I was never the chick who dreamed of you know my wedding day with my white wedding gown and and being a mom and having my kid you know I just like I never looked like that far into the future Mm -hmm. I was always like a two-year ahead kind of girl and um I certainly by nature am a very organized and um particular person but she's a Virgo people yeah, like, <laughs> when it comes to like an anxiety sort of obsessive um, state, like that's sort of the opposite of who I am. Beyond. Like, I'm very low stress, I'm very low anxiety, and I'm very go with the flow when it comes to, you know, not, uh, you know, when it comes to my work, maybe, you know, more obsessive, that kind of stuff. But for parenting, I just, I, I love just keeping it easy and keeping it stress-free and letting kids be kids and get messy and sing made up songs and, you know, using our imagination. I just like, I, I never give that stress vibe out. And I think because of that, like the kids really are, are 
just thriving and they're doing so well and I'm so proud of them. I mean, like Sunday has been through so much change for a four-year-old. It it like, I, I won't say it breaks my heart because then again, here I am comparing her change to something that could be extremely more devastating. Of course. She's got two healthy parents. She's got a shelter. She's got food. But at two years old, you know, she was ripped from all of her friends, her house, her life, her school in LA. We were, we put her in school in New York. She made all new friends in New York. She was in seven homes in two years. Then the following year, she had to go to another school where she had to make at age three. Then she had to make all new friends again, a totally new school, a to- a, another new home. And then at age four, COVID, um, we've been in three homes since COVID started. Now she's in another new school in another state. I mean, four schools in four years, four new groups of friends. Um, it's a lot for a four-year-old, but beyond. it's beyond, but at the same time, it's, it's exciting to, to throw her in and show her that it's, she has the tools to adapt and to be a strong, independent, confident little girl. And, and because of that, like she is just this happy. She really, she really, really is too. Like, I mean, obviously I know you're going to say you trust me, but like, like one time El Shane let me pick Sunday up from camp and she was only like two and a half. I don't know if she was even three. I think she was two and a half. And like Sunday knows me, but she's still two. Like you have to remember that she's still two. And like, I picked her up like she was totally great. We went to the park. She was she ate her lunch like she played in the park. She listened to me when I said, come here. Like that's not something that's like normal for a kid. That's not your kid at all. And I like know that now because I know I know of other kids now. (laughs) So it's so different. But, you know, Sunday really is like when you are whenever you say to me, like she's so much like Taylor, like she's not like me. I'm like, you're so wrong. Like she is so confident. She's so sure she follows the rules like no other like it's literally, it it's like actually like hysterical. Like it's like, you know that like nothing too bad could happen. I love how I'm like, got knock on wood. Nothing yeah. too bad could happen because um, like she really is, she will not break the rules. Like she really won't, like she's like upset if you break the rules. Yeah. <laughs> she like literally looks at you. She's like, no, 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 we're on the same page. I don't care if you're 25 years older. Like we're on the same page. Oh, um, constantly because... Taylor, my husband, like, is such a little, you know, like, just sort of jokester kind of (laughs) guy, and, like, he'll try to do things with her, and she'll go, Daddy, does Mommy know about this? Because this is not allowed. I can't do this. (laughs) (laughs) That's hysterical, and that's literally actually so perfect, because I kind of wanted to end end this with Taylor, and that's that you and Taylor are so different. And I think you guys really have something. Well, I know you guys have something really special, but how do you guys make it work? Because pre-COVID guys, like he was literally in China half of the year. She was here with the kids. Like when I mean like a woman who can like really do it all, I'm talking like do it all, new nannies, like in, like showing people the ways, working all the time, like making it work no matter what. But like at the end of the day, I think people forget that like, you and Taylor are so different, like so, so, so different, which obviously makes it work. But like, can you, and obviously, you know me, I'm always talking about love and thinking about love. Like, how did you guys make it work? Like, how did it all, like, can you give us like, I know the love story, but can you tell people your love story? 
because it all yeah, all of this sure. all of this all of this all of this comes back to love and being together it does oh absolutely it does that i mean it's i think taylor and i are so similar i really do um but the love story really quickly is i mean we met in college and pennsylvania <laughs> yep lehigh university literally love lehigh go to lehigh um and he was two years older we dated through college like total college love story like true love like real real love oh yeah everyone always said we met too young um we didn't understand that at the time um the the truth was we actually did meet too young because i think meeting your soulmate when you're 19 and 21 is like it's just sounds too young for us. So, uh, he ended up moving to China for five years for work when he was 22 that started us on a breakup because I was living in New York, um, broke up for five years, never thought we would get back together. Honestly. I mean, he, I compared every guy to him and no one compared and he compared every woman to me and no one compared, but yet I just didn't, think we would ever get back together and five years later I was in I was working for Diane von Persenberg at the time um, as a PR uh, had PR there and I was in no I was I was the stylist at the time the in-house stylist and I was in LA uh, putting on a fashion show for DVF and I invited Taylor who had just moved to LA and he came and that sort of like we sparked everything and <laughs> um, the rest was history I moved to LA for him a year later and I mean, you know, engaged, bought the house, got married, got a dog, had two babies, like the whole thing. But I do think we are so alike. I mean, he's, he's messy. I'm neat. You know, well, that's is, what, that's what I meant by different. Yeah. I never meant like you guys are meant, you guys are totally yeah. similar, but I meant like in those like little things, you guys are so Absolutely. different. <laughs> but it's funny because I'll talk to someone, I'll talk to a girlfriend who has like, who's dating someone who's like neat and organized, which is like my biggest thing. Like Taylor's not neat or organized and I am. And, I'm, and, and, ever. and, and the, I'll talk to my friend and, and she'll be like the messy one. And she'll be dating a guy who's like super clean. And I'm just like, Oh my God, what's it like? And she's like <laughs> so annoying. He's always making the bed. And I'm just like, Oh my God, that's me. Yeah, like it's hard. I think it's like, I don't know if you could have like two clean people. I guess you're, I guess you're so right. Like you're so right. I'm so annoying. So are you the messy one? Oh no, I'm the clean one. I'm the one who's like, who's like, he's like, get off. Like, I'm like, don't touch the bed. It's freshly made. And like sit on the couch. And he's like, what? I'm like, Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I just wiped the table down. Like, do you want to wipe it down after you eat? Like, I'm so annoying. But like, the thing is, respect the sheets because how come every morning the sheets have to be like, like on the other side of the room? Like, why can't they still sort of be tucked? And so making the bed is somewhat easy. Like, why do the sheets have to be completely off the bed? Like, so I say, respect the sheets. And he's like, I'm not respecting the sheets. Literally, this is a conversation yeah. that I bet so many people could like relate to. Is like just like little things that we're like, okay, well now that we're talking about it, if you're listening, these are the things to respect the sheets, bro. The sheets. <laughs> so, Elgin, obviously, thank you so much for coming on. I have always found you. You've been such a light this whole time, but I've always found you to be a light, even when we like 
we're unpacking your apartment and that's a moment some people would find not fun. It's fun because like you just make things like fun and light and not a a stressful situation like you said before. Like if it doesn't need to be stressful, it's not going to be stressful. It's going to be fun. And with that, I would love for you to like leave my listeners with like just some few words of like wisdom and advice and especially during this time of, you know, so much you know, I feel like a lot of people are feeling like so much economic insecurity and there's so much social injustice. Like, what are your words for like just keeping it all together and being a good person? And like, what is that for you? And what would you say to somebody else who you're like, listen, this is this is how this is what I'm going to this is the advice I'm giving. what you would say to me straight up what you would say to me if I asked you this three years ago? I mean, I think it's really important to care about everyone around you. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to use your voice. I think it's really important to vote and to never be stuck in in your comfort because however comfortable you are, someone is uncomfortable and it's your job to help them be more comfortable. Um, I mean, that's on that level. I will just, you know, fight and fight and think Mm -hmm. vote and vote like that. Um, and then, you know, from a, from a, like a work career perspective, Mm -hmm. I think you need to, you need to work really hard and you need to know that like the, the line of success is never upward. It's literally a squiggly line that goes up and down and left and right. And, um, if you, if you want it, you, you work and you work and you work and you dress well, you, put your best foot forward, you smile, you say hi to people, you stay impressionable, you say thank you to people, you write letters, you do all of the extra things that you don't really have to do, but you do every single one. I love that. That is what will move you forward. Absolutely. And then on just like a personal level. Like that you just think that you like, like that you see the, uh, the world, like mm-hmm. that you, that you wish that if you could just tell everyone like, yo, chill out or just relax or it's going to be okay. Or like whatever that might be, like something that you would want to tell, just put out there on a personal feeling. I think it's so important to compliment someone when you see something, no matter if it's a stranger in the street or your best friend who you're having a drink with, if something goes through your head, like, Oh, you know, her hair looks so pretty like that. Or, Oh, that skirt looks amazing. I wish I bought that skirt. Say it out loud because it will help. It will affect that person's day. And the thought in your mind is nothing until it comes out. It's so important to compliment people all the time. I love that. I love that. And I love everything you always bring to the table. It's always like, even now I've known you for a very long time and it's still always like something new. And I just love, like, obviously you always stay true to who you are, but just like every time the words are just like, I feel like I'm talking to like Oprah or someone every single time. No, 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 no. You really do. But with that, obviously you are, you are a vibe, like beyond belief. Like you are the definition of the word vibe. Like Everyone, I can't wait for you to follow Elshin's world. It's like the bet if you haven't already, you should be. I repost you probably all the time. I'm obviously sickly obsessed with your children, which is an issue because they're no longer down the street, which is really sad for me. But I love you so much and I'm so excited for the future and I'm so excited to come see you in LA one one day eventually. And, you know, I'm just really appreciative to have not just a friend like you, but a mentor that I know that in any situation I could come to and that I would get real 
advice, not, you know, the fluff that we all want to hear to protect us, but like the truth of the matter, which can be harsh, but at the end of the day, it's the truth and truth hurts sometimes. And it's not in a way that doesn't mean you love me. It means you love me so much. You're willing to do that. And I feel like sometimes people forget that. And I wanted to mention that because I feel like people feel that for me sometimes when I really just love you so much. I just am telling you the truth. (laughs) Well, thank you. I, yeah, I I am blunt and honest and I do it because I couldn't imagine being any other way. So I love it. And I love you so much. Thank you for coming on the vibe. Thank you for having me. I love you, babe.